And so, she said, I thought I might be allowed to attend, since it is just a country entertainment. But Papa said no. He said that fifteen is too young to be dancing with gentlemen. It is tiresome being young, is it not? Ah, so she had not been with the company after all. He had tortured himself for nothing. He shrugged again. I am not so young, he said. I am seventeen. She sighed. When I am seventeen, she said, I shall dance every night and go to the theatre and on picnics. I shall do just whatever I please when I am grown up. Her face was bright and eager, and she was prettier than any other girl he had seen. He had taken every opportunity during the past week to catch glimpses of her. She was like a bright little jewel, quite beyond his reach, of course, but lovely to look at and to dream of. Papa is going to take me back to France as soon as it is safe to go, she said with a sigh. Everything seems to be settling down under the leadership of Napoleon Bonaparte. If it continues so, perhaps we will be able to return, Papa says. He says there is no point in continuing to dream of the return of a king. So you may do your dancing in Paris, he said. Yes. Her eyes were dreamy. But I would just as soon stay in London. I know England better than I know France. I even speak English better than I speak French. I would prefer to belong here. But there was a trace of a French accent in her voice. It was one more attractive feature about her. He liked to listen to her talk. You are the Marquis's son, are you not? She asked him. But you do not have his name? I have my mother's name, he said. She died the winter before last. Oh she said. That is sad. My mother is dead too, but I do not remember her. I have always been with Papa for as long as I recall. What is your name? Robert, he said. Robert. She gave his name its French intonation, and then smiled, and said it again with its English pronunciation. Robert, dance with me. Do you dance? My mother taught me he said. Out here? How can we dance out here? Easily, she said, jumping lightly to her feet and stretching out a slim hand to him. The music is quite loud enough. But you will hurt your feet on the stones, he said, looking down at her thin silk slippers as she led the way up onto the terrace. She laughed. I think, Robert, that you are looking for excuses, she said. I think that your mother did not teach you at all, or that if she did, you were unteachable. I think perhaps you have two left feet. She laughed again. That is not so, he said indignantly. If you wish to dance, then dance we will. That is a very grudging acceptance, she said. You are supposed to be thrilled to dance with me. You are supposed to make me feel that there is nothing you wish for more in life than to dance with me. But no matter. Let us dance. He knew very little about women's teasing. It was true that Molly Lumsden, one of his father's undermaids, frequently put herself in his way and showed herself to him in provocative poses, most frequently bent over his bed as she made it up in the mornings. It was true, too, that on the one occasion when he had tried to steal a kiss, she had whisked herself off with a toss of the head and an assurance that her favours did not come free but there was a world of difference between the Bucks and Molly and Jeanne Morissette. 
they danced a minuet, the moon bathing the cobbles of the terrace in a mellow light, both of them silent and concentrating on the distant music and their steps, although his attention was not entirely on just those two things either. His eyes were on the slender, moonlit form of the girl with whom he danced. Her hand in his was warm and slim and soft. He thought that life might never have a finer moment to offer him. "'You are very tall,' she said as the music drew to an end. He was close to six feet in height. Unfortunately, his growing had all been done upward. To say that he was thin would be to understate the case. He hated to look at himself in a looking-glass. He longed to be a handsome, muscular man, and wondered if he ever would be anything more than gangly and ugly. "'And you have lovely blonde hair,' she said. "'I have noticed you all week, and wish that I had hair.'